I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, Puerto Rican. I shaded if we would use the term biblical. Yeah, yeah, Wait, 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 hold up one minute. Hey, this is Jonathan from the future, post-production Jonathan. Hey, I just wanted to hop on here and tell you and apologize because I accidentally forgot to record the first part of the podcast. So that means that Reform Raza and them giving their AKAs was not on the audio file. So instead of giving you a whole bunch of silence, I just wanted to hop on here and tell you that I'm sorry. We're not pressing record mistakes happen but the good thing is that i recorded the rest of the conversation so we are here for crisis cultura con reform raza if you have not listened to the first episode go back this is part two enjoy the show last but not least here's caro <laughs> also from for crisis cultura <laughs> aka from the 305 aka la colombiana aka Kimchi on everything and everything on kimchi. I make it if y'all want some. AKA back lady. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we've had a couple listeners to ask us questions like, what the, <laughs> what in the world is kimchi? Explain that real it's, quick. It's fermented cabbage or radish with a ton of other vegetables. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. Korean. It's a Korean thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the rabanos? Rábanos o repollo? Rábanos. Oh. Oh. Mm. Apache. 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 So over here, we ferment the the the, the, the pineapples and you know the orange. It's not a drink. It's huh? they put it on the food. So it's okay, more than just it's more food. than why just cabbage. There's other things in uh, it. I'm thinking yeah. about why, why are you always thinking about that. <laughs> I'm thinking about a different kind of fermentation. I was, I, was, I was talking about I was thinking about a pruno. We're talking about fermentation of the Lord. Oh. We're we're talking about fermenting in the Lord's goodness and graces. <laughs> yeah, brother. No, we're we're talking about being saturated by the gospel and being grasped by the love of God. No, I'm, I got my I, I got my inner John Piper Mr. Yeah. My inner uh like like Aldo like Aldo was Aldo would say uh my my inner pious man. Hey, but you haven't held your AKs, Jonathan. Oh I haven't? Nah. Okay. Well, my name is Jonathan Gonzalez, a.k.a. John the Presby, a.k.a. El Presbicano, a.k.a. I Love Tacos, a.k.a. Brown and Down, and a.k.a. Pig Lover. That's that's a new one. I I was talking to Caro earlier, and I was telling her how I am obsessed with pigs. If you guys didn't know that about me, uh, I like pigs a lot. And I have pigs. I have pigs like bacon, bacon, tocino, all that stuff. Well, yeah, that too. I, I love to eat pigs, but I also like like pigs. You know what's crazy is that I've I've my kids have inherited 
the love for pigs. So they have these all these stuffed animals, like these pig stuffed animals. And and they and they love it. And like every time you like secretly buy them for yourself and then you give them to your <laughs> I secretly snuggle with them. He has like a whole outfit he puts on when nobody's home. So I got some pig socks. I got some I got some flying pig socks that I wear with my Cortez sometimes. So if 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 the higher the socks, the downer the fool, then the 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 high pig socks, then I gotta be like 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 represent. Do you squeal? When people like <laughs> you or something? No, I don't, bro. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, so quickly that was that was a, a kind of a long intro. But I wanted to say before we, I kind of spaced it. But if you have not heard part one of this, this is gonna, this is a second the second part of our conversation. The first part is at our brother's podcast. It's called "Why Does the Church Hurt?" or "How Does the Church Hurt?" How does the church hurt? How mm-hmm. does the church hurt? So us and Reformed Raza got together and we we wanted to talk about church hurt. And because there's so many of us on the podcast, then we have a lot to say. So we divided it in two episodes. And this episode is part two. So if you have not listened to part one, please go back and listen to part one, uh, part two, part one. Wait, I don't know. I just got lost. Part one. Part yeah. One. If you have not listened to part one, stop this right now. I'll give you a couple minutes. No, not a couple minutes. I can't, I can't do. I can't do minutes. I can't do minutes. Like there's something. And then, and then, I was gonna do a sound effect. Hopefully, you stopped and you're not back. But if you are, then yeah, go back. But this is part two, so we already introduced everybody. So let's get right into it. One of the things that I liked about our last topic is that we really did internalize the conversation and kind of made it about ourselves and how we 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 hurt the church and how we've hurt the church. So I thought that was really really cool. It's going to be about how the church can heal. So the, the first one, like John said, it was how the church can hurt. And so we thought a lot of us have like, by God's grace, just been like placed in churches where we've experienced just like the Lord's reconciliation. And so we wanted to to also just have an episode as how the, how the church can heal. So let's let's do this. Dope. So um, question to start everything off. And question for you guys, all of you guys, but particularly for Reformed Raza, just kind of open, open discussion questions. How can the church heal? Man, this, this is something very personal for me because after going through some church hurt and having to leave our former church, I was in a state of bitterness and a state of anger and a state that, you know, of unforgiveness and so a lot of things that I was dealing with came came to light you know what I mean uh, a lot of heart issues a lot of a lot of things that I didn't know were in my heart that came out right and so I was holding on to that for a little bit and it wasn't until a brother kind of put me on check you know I was just kind of expressing the way that I felt about the situation but it's not like I was expressing it like in a in a in a calm manner I was kind of like talking smack right and so this dude's like, wait, hold up. You know, like there's some issues in your heart you got to deal with. And he kind of put me on check. And he did it all through the gospel. Like, like basically going down like the process of forgiveness and why the gospel is so important in this, that, that I got mad at him. <laughs> he knows who he is. And I had this discussion like that. The next day I was kind of like, this dude really just like 
came at me and trying to like put me on check but then it convicted me like like no he's right though like there's some issues in my heart that i gotta deal with and there's unforgiveness right there and so i was going to work and then i was working by myself so then i was just thinking about the gospel thinking about what this brother was saying and i began to pray you know before i went into work and just like a peace came over me that i was not feeling throughout this whole time and i was really just asking the lord to really remove this bitterness and unforgiveness from my heart and it was crazy because i felt like it's kind of like when you feel like anxiety but then you feel calm then a calmness comes over you and kind of like like your like your nerves kind of like stop and that's how it was that's how that's how it felt like i was feeling very anxious and then all of a sudden there was peace and then there was calmness and so i was able to forgive after that and if it wasn't for this brother to kind of like put me on check and kind of preach the gospel to me again i would i probably would have still been holding on to to those feelings so all that to say just that how important is the fellowship of other brothers and sisters and how important it is uh, to be real with each other so that they can guide you and give you that extra push that that you wouldn't that you you don't have the strength to do like it's okay for us to to acknowledge our weaknesses and our points of difficulty that we're that we're stuck in that's what the church is there for to push you to help you get to the next stage that you need to be in so when that happened i realized like man how important uh, the community of believers the body of believers is in the life of a Christian, like he, this brother, you like basically come on took took me by the hand and and got me to the next level where I needed to be, and that's what the church is there for. That's exactly what the church is there for to get you to that next stage, to help you mature, to help you to to be sanctified through, and to be like um, walking walking with each other so that they can help you in these times of unforgiveness or bitterness. And it takes it takes being real with, with with one another, and it takes really a gospel centered mentality to be able to help each other out. Because that's 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 what our faith is centered on, right? The gospel, of Jesus Christ, His forgiveness, His righteousness upon our lives, and we are to extend that grace and that forgiveness unto others, even when they do us dirty. You know, and so I was able to learn that by what this brother did. So I would say that the body of believers, the community of believers is very important when it comes to healing. That's so amazing. It's crazy because it was the same, like, com- not the same community of believers, but in another context that kind of caused some hurt. And yeah. so, like, the Lord is using the same, like, like the church itself to bring that healing. And so, like, exactly. I, don't know. I think that's awesome. And that's How soon point. after... How soon after, like, y'all left the church did that happen? Or, like... It was a few months. It was a few months. That happened in... We got kicked out, like, in August or July. The end of July. The end of July. It's going to be a year. Yeah. And yeah. so, I don't know wow. if it, it happened in 2020 or... Early. Yeah, wow. it was still 2020, you know? Yeah, it, it's a year, so it happened last year, 2020. No, no, he's talking about the conversation that he had. Yeah. To where... Uh, it, it was a few it was, months, but, yeah, uh, and... Man, that was so important and that was a pivotal moment to where everything shifted where like man I really need to be extending grace the same grace that the Lord has shown me I need to be extending it to others who have done me dirty because I've done the Lord dirty you know what I mean 
I've sinned against them. Come on. So when others sin against me, I need to be extending. I need to be, and we're going to be ambassadors for Christ and we need to be acting like Christ. Everybody, everybody wants to be a Christian, right? Until it's time to do Christian things, like forgive, you know? Dang, bro. That's it's right. Everything you just said is, is literally earlier when me and Kata were texting, she sent me like, little bits and pieces of her thoughts about the conversation we were having. And um, <clears throat> and it was crazy because I was reading them and I was like, man, they, they're literally lining up with what I was already thinking too, you know? And then like right mm-hmm. now that you're going through it, like you, you just... <laughs> You just broke it all down, bro. I'm like, bro, yes. Like that that that's exactly yeah. like we're all in the same mindset right now. Like we're all in the same accord mm-hmm. of 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 how how it is that the the same church that hurts you is the same church that that heals you. And then for mm-hmm. us like in on our podcast, it's kind of relevant too cuz um our last episode was about fellowship, like Christ-centered fellowship. Um it's episode 3, it's called Brotherhood. And uh one of the things that uh, Pastor Aldo was saying was he was saying that you cannot you cannot live the Christian life apart from his people. And I can't walk the Christian life without the church. And that's just like reality. And that is like something that we are implicitly stating here. Pretty much. We, we are or actually now we're explicitly saying it. You cannot live a Christian life without it. So. Para las buenas o para las malas, for the good or for bad, like, you need the church. Yep. But you will see that there is some exceptions to that. Like, that one of the things that I would say to, to, to kind of, like, be a little bit more specific with that was I would say that there is certain places and there is certain people that you should probably, if the the hurt is really there and it's been damaging and it's been soul reckoning in those instances that you sh- that there that you should leave your local church and but not leave the universal church that's a very 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 needed distinction and we'll get into that a little bit later but Caro, we we wanted to answer this question in three by asking questions right because that's that's kind of how my brain works. I don't know. I don't know if if you've been a listener of our podcast, we 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 just ask questions and then talk about it. That's kind of like our format. Right. So we are answering this question by asking three other questions. So Caro, could you maybe list the three questions and then and then just restate the first one and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So the first three question, the first the first question is how can a right understanding of the gospel help us heal heal church hurt? The second, how can a right understanding of the church help us heal church hurt? And the third one is how can a right understanding of ourselves help us heal church hurt? And so these three questions is what we're going to be going through to answer the main question: How can the church heal us from like church hurt that we've experienced so like Kara was saying this earlier before the call she was saying that these questions are kind of specific and it kind of gets to the heart of the matter because we could say a lot of things and in reality like these three questions that we want to ask especially like this first one how a right understanding of the gospel heals it and that's life-changing and it's like life consuming like Martin was saying, once you understand the gospel, 
and and you have a proper understanding, like you could apply that to all kinds of circumstances, all kinds of situations, and especially like the gospel and a right understanding fits so perfectly here in in this this conversation. Yeah, and then when those when the understanding of those things when it's not understood correctly or is misunderstood, that's a lot of times the root of the hurt that happens in church. So when the gospel, the the law and the gospel are 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 mixed, are are not mixed, and they're seen as one is greater than the other, that creates church hurt or just creates hurt. And then at the end, like I feel like the right understanding of ourselves definitely trickles down because having the right understanding of the gospel gives freedom to examine ourselves rightly and so it allows for a better understanding of ourselves but we can we can start um i guess i'm, I'm not sure if anyone in, in yeah you could ask reform you could ask reform to, yeah you could ask that question to them first question yeah okay. so how can a right understanding of the gospel help us or has helped you guys help heal church the the church can only heal hurt through the gospel there's no there's no other way that the church can be used to help heal hurt unless it's done through the gospel Um, and, and i say that because then you could go to anyone else to be healed from your church hurt if that's the case but we the church body use the gospel to as the you know the the foundation the 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 means or whatever your term i guess is best used but we use the gospel to help heal and 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 it's because of the gospel that that we are first that we even the people that are hurt we recognize our own sin before god first and foremost and before we get so fucked up by the hurt that we have felt from other people mm-hmm. and even in my own experience, I've had a number of feelings, you know, X, Y, and Z towards, you know, certain people, but it's not until I was brought back to the gospel again, where I was, you know, it, it goes back to that parable of the debtors, right? Where it's like, you know, this, this person has sinned against me, but then when I'm brought back to that gospel, I'm, I'm just like, man, like, yeah, this person has, has sinned against me, you know, very little number, you know, times I've, I could count on a hand. Right. But then when I look to God, I'm, I'm like, man, like I don't have enough fingers or toes to be able to count the amount of times I have sinned against my Lord. And he has forgiven me of much, much sin. So even, well. even, just, even in that beginning stage, we first recognize our sin against God first and foremost. And, and, and it brings us to, I guess, a humble attitude of then, OK, I know I'm hurt. But as I recognize myself through the lens of the gospel, I am now humbled to see that his that, you know, this person's offense towards me isn't really a, towards me, if that makes sense. Because I have seen that overall they have sinned against the Lord. Just as I have sinned against people, ultimately I sin against God first and foremost. And that helps us to, I, I guess that helps to bring that layer of, or, or that, that added route of wanting to seek reconciliation. Not so much, in yeah, between, you know, myself and, and the other person, but ultimately it'll lead us to that point, uh, just as in Martin's experience, how he shared of, of reconciling between God. 
um, because we have sinned against. And so when we when we see that, then I am no longer offended by this person. But instead, now I seek that this person would continue in forgiveness and and go before the Lord, uh, because they may be you know blinded by their own pride to see that they have even sinned against God at all, or even just you know be blinded in the sense that they don't even see that they have sinned against me at all. Uh, they may feel like they're in the right, but the beginning with the gospel, it it, it it brings us to a level of humility to understand yep. that the offense brought against me isn't as great as I have felt it to be. Mm. Mm. That's, That's really good. good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's been said many times that when we start, when we start with the horizontal or the vertical factor, when you get that first taking place, then you could start working on the horizontal. So like I said earlier, like the gospel is applicable everywhere. And I feel like maybe our listeners might say, man, man, like you guys always talk about the same things. Like the solution, the answer is always the same. And, yeah. and, and you know what, guess what? Like it is like, there's we, no new revelations. Yeah. Like God has already spoken. He has already spoken in these last days. Come on, somebody. He has spoken, right? He has spoken through his son and what his son has done. You know, so, so you know, what Justin was saying was on point. Like, once you, you know, that we, we deal first with the vertical offense that we do towards God or the other person does towards God, you know? And that enables us to then deal with, the hurt that we have caused or, or, or try to reconcile hurt that others have caused with us, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, I, I love how the, the outline is put out because I mean, a lot of people don't talk about it, but I mean, experiencing things ourselves, it's like, you kind of realize that there's trauma that comes with church hurt. And so you start not trusting in other pastors or, or other brothers and, and you feel a sense of trauma and you start questioning yourself and like, who am I? Who am I now? Like, it, it's like, I mean, I can only speak on, on my experience right now, you know, being, being in the same thing, you know, getting kicked out. I started questioning myself, like, who, who am I? Like, mm. who I thought I was doing, like, I thought I was doing right, God. Like, I thought I was doing everything right. I was, I was, I was, I was trying to do my best. I was giving it my all and I thought it was all for your glory. And then come, come to find out, it's like, well, don't be so legalistic. Wow. I think legalistic leads. We did an episode, and I love it how Justin put it. He said, "Legalistic is a type of church hurt." And so, experiencing that ourselves, it's like, well, didn't I dot every t? Didn't or didn't I dot every i? Didn't I cross every t? Didn't I do everything that was right? And then, when everything's taken away from you, you realize that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble, and you're brought to that low position where it's like, man, I need. God, I don't need this position. I don't need this uh, image that I'm portraying. I need you at the end. I need you to help mm. me to, to lead through this because I'm traumatized and I don't know what I'm doing. And so I love how, you know, the Romans, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good. Just, just how it worked out. We, we started going into this incubator and uh, they were teaching us about church planning. And the thing is, was the emphasis on the gospel how is your heart doing before you even start any church planning before you start anything like how is your heart right now do you know the gospel and the, the first incubator was the emphasis on the gospel and that that brought me to that position where it's like man when they were talking about justification and adoption it's like i know these things but it just became real now 
Like when you're at that that, yep. that point where, you, where you're humbled, where everything's taken away from you, it's like, no, all you need is God. All you need is Christ in your life. The gospel, the law doesn't save you or your works don't save you, but it's Christ. And it's in, it's in that, that point where you're dependent on, on Jesus that he will give you strength. He will give strength to the weary. He, he is our high priest that's able to sympathize with, with our weaknesses. We're on that, we're on that low point. That he's right there, that the word of God says that he will not abandon you as an orphan, that you are a child of God, which we'll say that for later on with, with yeah. knowing who yourself is. But when you're right at the low point, it's like you need Christ in order to, to continue moving forward. Before you you have these plans, your plans, it's like, wait, Christ is humbling you right now. It's like, no, you need me through this right now. I'm the only one that can carry you. I'm the only one that can hold you on. I can I will persevere you. I will bring it mm, come on into completion. And so, I mean, for me, yeah, the gospel, man, it's it's like you said, Jonathan, we, we can say these so many times, but we need the gospel daily. We need to be reminded of the gospel on the daily. And so, I mean, yeah, that's that's my perspective with that question. Bro. That's good. I love like how we're all just like you both answered that question and how it boils down to the fact that like the gospel frees us to to accept our sinfulness and to to see it for what it is i feel like a lot of times when we have a wrong understanding of the gospel we're in denial and denial i don't know it's it's a trap but the gospel over and over again like day by day day by day we're like prone to like fall in denial and and so the gospel exposes that and and that and then having like a community where we're able a community that is also reminding themselves of the gospel then we're they they're not shocked or they shouldn't be shocked at the fact that we're like confessing like certain things to them you know and then we're able to have like good com- gospel conversations yeah um, yeah exactly yeah and i and, and w- one last thing i, I want to say before we transition because that's a good transitioning point right there but this is where like your theology, your doctrines, the rubber hits the road, you know? It's like this is yeah. where like you grab on to these big high God praisey, praiseworthy, glorify God glorifying doctrines, bro, that we talk about a lot on our podcast. This is where it comes to play. It isn't just something you talk about. It isn't something that you just have. You know, like I've said many times on this podcast, it's not something that you just have on a shelf just sitting there and say, look, look, look at those things. But you actually use them, you know, and and mm-hmm. and in times like this, like like you were saying, Victor, like the doctrine of justification, how the heck does the doctrine of justification help you deal with church hurt? You know, and it's and you just broke it down how that does. And all of us, you guys broke that down. That's literally using the theology that we know that we've well, that we've come to love and, and using it on the ground in real life, because that's the only thing we have, right? Yeah, so. and it just helps us understand and understand and grasp the gospel cl- like better. Clearly, it's not just theology. Yep, I think that this is where you see how a church with uh, a misunderstanding of the gospel or not the right gospel can really add to the hurt that's feeling for example if if a person is going through church and is being received into the church 
but all they hear or all, all is is within this conversation is not do the this, gospel. Do this, Instead, do that. Yeah, exactly. Or or even just like, well, they were wrong for doing that to you. Instead, yeah. just fueling this this bitterness that you have towards this other church and, and, and making it seem as if like this camp that we're here, we're not like that camp over there. And it becomes this versus mm, mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like just to share a little bit, I kind of experienced that I, I first started going to a church because I was invited by the person who shared the gospel with me for the first time. And, and I didn't know that whatever they were like, how they were running church was heretical. Like I didn't like I, I didn't it, it didn't I, I didn't connect didn't connect the dots until like later. But then my my friend, the friend that like brought me to that church got excommunicated from the church. And so I was like, I mean, you brought me here. I'm going to leave with you. So then the the following church that we went to was kind of I, I, I noticed a lot of lingo like, oh, like we're not like them. Like we're different. We're non-denominational. Like we didn't ascribe to any like denomination and this is how we do things. But I was still kind of just new to this whole like Christianity thing. So I'm just like, I'm just following you. Like I, yeah, I was just like following her. And I stayed there for a while, went through like, towards the end of my time in the second church went through some like really hard things and wasn't able to I noticed at that point that I wasn't able to apply my like what I had been what I had learned so Christianity to what I was going through and that's where it became what have I been like putting my trust in and it's not until like now that I'm at a a very healthy church that I'm able to look back and be like and and realize I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it tr- or maybe like it was some t- some type of church hurt. But yeah, just just seeing how the right understanding of the gospel. I lost my train of train, <laughs> train of thought. But, how important it is. Um, how important the right understanding of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, Justin was saying yeah. uh, also mm-hmm. the gospel, when the gospel is not preached. Now, Victor was saying legalism comes in. And so right. people mm-hmm. think I did this, I did that. How come I'm still being excommunicated? I try to do all that I can within my power to do it. And mm-hmm. then Christ not emphasized. And so, of course, you're going to leave with church hurt because, first of all, the gospel wasn't in the mix to begin with. Yeah. So people end up yes. yep. because of that. Yes. And yes. a very yes. simple, simplified way to just summarize this last portion is like you like you need to have your foundations right because if you don't have your foundations like you will be easily easily knocked down and easily easily misled and easily easily you know cuz a lot of people experience church church and then they never come back yeah they won't endure why is that why is that is that well i mean there's plenty factors but the biggest one and the most important one that we want to emphasize right now is that their foundation what the gospel is they didn't have a right understanding you know and even people like in like healthy solid churches you know it that it's it it's 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 not just them tambien like we're not also saying like oh we got it right like our churches are perfect like that's not what we're saying either because there's a lot of problems here too but what we're saying is like it's bigger than our our belief or our doctrinal statement it's like christ right that's what we're pointing to you too you know yeah and he's the solid foundation on christ the, on christ the solid rock i stand all others all others ground is sinking sand mm-hmm. like the old hymn 
would say. So, yeah. So what you said, Caro, gave a good transition on, um, you know, having a healthy relationship in a healthy church. So what does that look like? So we're talking about the gospel and how the gospel affects us, heal church hurt. But the gospel is played out. The gospel is given. The gospel is in the context of a church. church so right. could you could you read the second question and yeah, throw it to so the Reform Raza? How, how can a right understanding of the church help us heal church hurt? You know, you know it's, it's funny because as, as you guys are saying, like with the first question, that the answer is the same, you know, the gospel, the gospel, I keep repeating the gospel. Mm-hmm. As much as we repeat it and as much as the answer is the same, we still forget. Like, oh, yeah. When, when, when things go down, speak on it, bro. That we don't do is remember the gospel. And mm-hmm. so that, that's why a right understanding of what the church is in a believer's life is crucial to this part right here because you may forget, but another brother who is gospel centered and gospel minded is going to remind you of the gospel. Amen. Yes. You, or she is going to push you um, in that and edify you and build you up around the gospel. And so that's why it's so uh, important when it comes to this, that to be involved with the community of sound biblical believers that will point you to the scriptures and will point you to Christ and call out your sin. You know, that's the thing. That's one aspect of, of, of our church community that that we don't want. Right. We want to we want the fellowship. We want the barbecue. We want to kick it and everything and be around Christians and bumping Christian hip hop and things like that. But when it comes to confronting sin, I'm not talking about like, you know, like something like uh, sexual sins or things like that, which is we do that. But sins like of pride, sins of, of bitterness and things like that, like to point those things out in you to be like, hey, brother, you know, what I mean, like I, I see your point. I see your point of view, but I also see this. This is where you the area that you're lacking in. And so let me help you. And this is how the gospel takes us there. So it takes a, a body of gospel centered believers to to like to to remind you of the gospel you know what i mean that's why peter says you know i'm gonna i'll remind you of the gospel or paul i to remind you of the gospel the, from which you were saved you know because we need that reminder you know even martin luther says that come on preach the gospel to myself you know every day because we do forget you know and that's where the body of believers comes in is to is to is to share the gospel with you in those moments and that's when well, that's when the, the the gospel becomes more real because it, it internalizes in your heart. It makes you see your sin towards God. It makes you see your sin towards uh, another believer. You know what I mean? So so whether you're part of the same congregation or not, uh, it's still the body of Christ. Whether this person uh, sinned against you or not, uh, Jesus died for this person and this person is saved too. You know what I mean? Yep. This is the same person that is headed... And, and towards the same way that you are, which is, you know, to see our Lord and Savior one day. Yep. And you're both going to be residents of heaven one day. And so to be reminded of, of hey, this is how the world will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. Mm-hmm. Whether they're part of our congregation or not, they're, they're, whether they're part of the local church or not, they're still part of the universal church. And so Ooh, come uh, on. Come grace on. and mercy are extended to the universal church uh, because they're still uh, part of the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something I wanted to say. I said in the beginning, but I'm going to say it again today right now, because that's something I wanted to begin with is, is something that I wrote down and, and it says you can give up on your local church, 
but please don't give up on the universal church. Yeah. You know, don't give up. You know, that there, there is more Christianity is bigger than your local assembly. Yeah. You know, Christianity is bigger. There is Christians. Jesus died for people from all over the place. Like even if they don't even belong to your denomination or your people uh, affiliated with your church, you know, like, you, you take at us, all of us, for example, like all of us are in churches that we didn't grow up in. Nobody yeah. taught us in mm-hmm. like you would think like, man, why are you guys there? You know, sometimes that's why that's my AKA, you know, one of my AKA is like, who let this brown man <laughs> in the Presbyterian <laughs> church, you know? Um, yeah. But that's real because like people ask like, well, how are you? Like, wait, where do you go to church? Why do you go to church there? You know? And it's because I came to the understanding that the church is universal. Like, it's bigger than where I was raised. It's bigger than where I got discipled. It's bigger than that. I chose the church that I choose to go to because I know that Christ was proclaimed and the gospel was preached there. You know? And all the extra language that we use around, like, you know, it just, there's categories and categories are important, but that is the simplest reason why, you know, we're there. So... I just want to emphasize that, you know, don't, if, if you want to leave that church, if that church is so toxic, it's so, you've gotten so hurt, like you just can't stand being there, then look elsewhere, you know, because the church is, is your home. You know, the church is where you belong. The church is mm-hmm. the, the, the people that Christ died for, like Martin was saying. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because just recently there was, there was a sister that, that I said something deeply profound, you know what I mean? She's more on, on the charismatic side, but still I was able to, to gain some wisdom from her. You know, as crazy as that sounds, you know what I mean? From us reformed people. We were like just she, talking she, about that, you know, <laughs> universal church, bro. So it's very, very yeah, relevant. Right. Yeah, exactly, right? And so so this is, the, you know, she, she, she went through some church with another church that she was going to. And then she was, you know, struggling, you know, within her marriage. So she came and, you know, she knows that we're reformed and, you know, we have theological differences. But she knew that she was able to come to us in her times of hurt. You know what I mean? And so we received her. We all come to her into our home. And, you know, it was dope. You know what I mean? Like all theological differences aside, like this is a believer in Christ. You know what I mean? And so she was able to confide in us and we were able to help her, you know, through her struggles. And she said something very profound. She's like, Funny how, you know, the same church that hurts, the same church that heals. And, and, and it's crazy how it just happened to be you reform guys. And, it's, and that, that, that was so funny because like, like <laughs> uh, when, when, when push comes to shove, what matters is the gospel. Mm. Not if you're Calvinist, you're Presbyterian or, or whatever. It's just, you're, you're, you're a believer in Christ. Yes, yeah, like our common sense. denominator yeah. is Christ. Yeah. That is our common denominator. Yep. Yep. And so I just thought that was very profound of, of her to say. That's good. Shout but, out. Going back to the question, right? The right understanding of the church. So I guess the right understanding of the church is, is what is the role of the church towards the believer, towards, you know, the person experiencing church hurt? And, and, and there's various answers that we can give. And one of the answers that we can find in scripture is that for one, that we are our brother's keeper. Um, and, and in so doing, we're here and, and we're helping to help protect and guard our brothers and sisters hearts. If it's hurting, we are to be there to help through that process. So the, even even just that, right, as we're talking the universal church, 
<clears throat> like even like you guys, you guys are in different states, a part of different churches. But nonetheless, I could like if I if I if I had no other option, I could go to you guys because you guys are also the part of the church that I'm a part of the universal church. We are all in Christ. Mm. Um, but even through that, the the right understanding of the church is seeing that the church is our resource. It is where we go to be lifted. It is where we go to, to, it is those that we go to, to, to help us carry the burdens that we carry because the Christ that is in this person, you know, the, 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 the Holy spirit that is within this church body locally is here to be used by God to help lift the burden I can't carry. And most times it's, it's that hurt, it's that bitterness, it's that resentment, um, that hate sometimes. Right. And, and just added things. But the role of the church is that is to be there to help tend to the flock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, we, we talked about this in, in season dang. I don't know what season this was, but we talked about why church is important. And uh, we used a word there, and I'm going to bring it back up. Some Something that we're very familiar with, all of us in this room, but the means of grace. So what what is the duty? What What is the role of the church and the believer? To put it in high, lofty terms, it is to administer the means of grace to the believer. And what does that mean? Well, that means to everything that we've been saying, it's because the means of grace are these it's, it's the word of God, right? So the, the role of the church is to give you the word. Number one is to give you what God has said to deal with your sin or to deal or with or give you grace or give you Jesus. It is to proclaim the word of God to you. Also, it is it is a place where you sing it, not just not just sit down and listen to it, but also you get up and sing it. You sing the word, you know, you sing things in the Bible. Like there's a lot of songs that I could think about that are like literally Bible verses or some people even sing the Psalms. Like, you know, some people actually sing the actual test. I'm not thinking about like, uh, I'm thinking about um, this song, Psalm 23 by uh, Jesus Adán Romero. It's in Spanish, but it's, it's, it's Psalm 23 and it's verse by verse. And it's like a worship song, you know? We, so, so the, the, the church is a place where you could repeat God's words back to him. You know, uh, another another means of grace is is the sacraments or the ordinances um, is when God comes down to you and gives you himself. You know, he gives you the bread. He gives you the wine. Um, that isn't just symbolic, contrary to popular opinion. It isn't just, oh, we do something. Un recuerdo, nada más para. It's like it's like like my, my, my wife's Colombian and and in Christmas time, they get all like. El Niño Dios, El Niño Dios, like a little baby. They have like, it's like a huge thing, bro. And then they're like, oh, vamos a poner El Niño Dios aquí. Like, a recordar El Niño Dios, Niño Dios, Niño Dios. It's like, uh, you know, the, the, the Lord's Supper, baptism, it isn't just something that you just, it's just a reminder, but it actually does something to you. You know, it actually feeds you with grace, but also strengthens your faith. Like when you take that, when you drink that wine, when you, when you eat that bread, like, you are thinking about the gospel and through the gospel, you're saved. You know, the things that those things are pointing to is what saves you. So that's what strengthens your faith. You know? Yeah. The other one is, is, is prayer, like dependency on God right there. Like, I, I don't remember who it was, but it was like, Oh, it was Victor. Victor's like, well, God's the only one that could save you, you know? So it's yeah. prayer. It's like, 
you saying, God, like, I'm hurt. I don't know what to do. Like, screw this. Screw church. Screw everybody. You know, you're just at that point. Because I've been at that point where I couldn't trust nobody, bro. I didn't even go to church. I wasn't even going to church anymore because I was like, man, I'm done. Like, you know, but I was praying. I was praying like, God, help you. If you can't like you have to do this, like, you know, it's dependency on God. And then the fourth one is fellowship, fellowship, being around the people of God, like you've heard, you know, being around people that will keep you accountable, being around people that will pour into you, being that people that will live life with you, you know. Yeah. So like no, no yeah I think that's that's why it's, that's why it's important to have gospel centered community and a gospel centered church because like I said before people don't want to talk about this but people do get traumatized after church hurt they don't want to trust the church they don't want to go to the church but it's just like Martin pointed out the same church that hurts is the same church that heals and for anybody who's listening to this right now if, you know if, if you're feeling it church hurt church is the only it's the only means, not the only means of grace, but it, it, it's, you need a gospel-centered community there to help you. I mean, me, me just, just transferring from my old church to, to RCLA now, I, I, I gotta admit, I, I was traumatized. I was, I was putting up walls. I, 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 I was, I was thinking, well, you, you're just gonna do the same to me as, as the other pastor did. Even though that, that was not their intentions, but me, I thought that way because I was hurt. And then, you know, even even coming to these gatherings, like even if, if you're feeling church hurt right now, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to take time. It's going to take time of people pouring into you. It's going to take time of, as the word, word of God says, bear with each other, each other's burdens. And, and it's that gospel community because I was going to, to, you know, to these to these men's groups. I was going to these to, to men's gatherings, the church gatherings. And, and I, I feel like if I had a wall up. And I, and I couldn't trust the people around me. But then how the church heals is, is like you said right now, Jonathan, the, the fellowship, be, people being patient with you, p- people pouring their love upon you. So I, I forgot who said it, but it, it, it was like if RCLA was taking us under their wings, under their care, and we had somewhere to go to. And and, and even just sitting in a church service and, and hearing the gospel emphasized Hearing the gospel over and, and over, and and being taking part of, part of that communion, taking singing those worship songs, being reminded of the gospel. Uh, I mean, it, it takes time, but you need the church. God has given us the church to to help us to grow, to to be there for one another, and and that that was my experience because I I I couldn't trust the church. I couldn't, mm. so I, I'm able to understand people now when they feel church and they don't want to go back to, i i feel you i understand you mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like you need the church the church needs to pour out into you pour their love and and, and man it, it was just so sweet going in, into that service and being received as members and and you, you know them as a congregation just saying you know the the congregation was asked will you help these new members to to in in their sanctification to lead them to guide them and then just to hear the church say by the grace of God we will yeah just hearing that there was there was mm. the body of Christ right there for you not judging you or or, or, or I mean just being patient with you the the practi- what I'm trying to get at is the practical side of the church because you can you can hear all this doctrine you can hear all this gospel but if the church around you ain't doing it you're just gonna continue being bitter yep. you're just gonna continue being yep. hurt. But when the church is being the church, 
that's that's how you heal by the mm. grace of God. You, we heal. And you you started pointing, or or in my mind, I was thinking just how the how much how necessary it is for the church body to understand the gospel, so that the the individual members in themselves by by understanding the gospel rightly and 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 the gospel call these conversations take place without our intention coming from church hurt and 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 being a part of a of a of a community where gospel is foundational and is the center we were receiving healing without us having to ask for healing Ooh, come on and 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 it's and it's that it's like that saying right like you don't understand you don't know what other people are going through right and 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 it's that same thing well it's like the the church only knew as much as that we're joining the church not everyone knew the details or anything about what happened to us mm-hmm. uh, and where we were coming from but even you know before hearing any of that they we were already having gospel conversations to where they were already encouraging us and bringing edification to us in that sense because they 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 were well even just through men's gatherings and, and talking with with various individuals mm. it, we, was, it was natural it was like yeah. yeah it was a natural flow of conversation where it's like how could i pray for you yeah and and yeah. and, and, and it always end with prayer it would always end with 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 an edification through the word of God. It always ends with the word of God, brought back to the word of God because because they because it was so gospel centered that 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 it was noticeable that there was pain and there was hurt coming from various people. And it's in the same way too. Mm. When we're gospel filled, I mean we could we could see when people are uneasy. We could see when people are reserved into themselves and, 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 you know, the spirit leads us to go and begin conversations intentionally with these people so that we could draw not only closer as brothers and sisters in that relationship, but also to help to see how can I be used to God's glory with this person right here? Mm -hmm. How can the Lord use me to help with this person here? Instead of, instead of the consumer mindset, we are now in the mentality of how could I be used um, by God. That's crazy. And that's a really good point because when the church is being the church, healing comes naturally because unknowingly you're, you're, imp- you're like imparting and in- in- to this person. You just, when you're being the church, you're naturally sharing the gospel. You're naturally sharing love. You're naturally asking questions like, like really like, how are you? How are you doing? Like, and you really want to know, not just, Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? I'm like, Hey man, like, how you doing? Like, and, this, how you, uh, and then th- that opens the door for people, you know, what? Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm kind of hurting. Yep. And so then that's when, you know, means of grace come through prayer, fellowship and, and things like that. Like when the church has been the church, man, like the yeah. healing comes, bro. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking about two things. I'm thinking about number one, one of the things on, on that debate that we hosted, one of the things that stuck out to me really, really strong is, is something that's kind of relevant here. And, and they scrap, they describe the church as number one, the church is institution and the church is organism. They use those two. So as an institution, the word, the, the, the job of the church is to proclaim the gospel, to, to proclaim the word the word of God, to give it to the people. But something now that I'm thinking about right now is something that my good, very, very good friend Aldo um, told me one time. He says, he said, not only does the word get proclaimed at the church service, 
but it creates. So when it gets proclaimed, it creates because it's a means of grace. So that very word mm-hmm. being being preached creates. And and what does that create? It creates what you guys are talking about. It creates mm-hmm. an atmosphere of gospel centeredness. It, re, it it creates a people on an individual level. It creates this organism that all they know is gospel. They speak gospel and they give gospel and they that's all they that, that's all they are because because if if as an institution the gospel is being preached then by consequence the members will will live it out you know yeah. and, and, and 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 that's one of the things that like I noticed about like we're talking about Aldo is like I've noticed about people that go to his church and and even Rudy like w- when I talk to Pastor Chris and like you know like you guys like we're, we're, we're all on the same page you know like like we 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 feel this we have this connection that Justin was saying like we're all in different states but it's this connection that connects all of us right so yeah. i know i could like trust you because you will give me gospel mm-hmm. so so you know as an institution the 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 word of god is going to be preached but that will create you know it will create gospel community and and that's why it's important for everybody our listeners to get to a healthy church a gospel preaching Christ-centered, like Bible teaching church, you know. And if if it was for us, like, you know, I mean, we would we would love you guys to go to our church, you know. But you know, we understand that there's there's other churches elsewhere. But you know, that's why it's important for us to be and go to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you all were talking, I was I the, this verse came to mind, and I feel like it it kind of like encompasses like just what God does through the people in the church and it's 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses starting at verse 3 it says praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort he comforts us comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God Oh, for, yeah, so that's basically like what I wanted to to read. Like God, through the gospel, comforts us, and in that com- like through that comfort, it's that comfort is what we're able to use to comfort others, and that is like I've experienced that in Pinelands. I I see when it happens for me. Like I tell my friends all the time, like. When I'm weak, like one of you are going to be strong. And I, I hope that like I can reach out and like y'all, y'all are going to like point me back to Christ and comfort me yes. with that. And then there's going to be moments where I'll, I'll be refreshed and I'll be I'll, I'll be feeling like strong and like just being able to share. And so I will like be there and point you to, to Christ. And, and so, yeah, like that's what that's basically what we've been like talking about just now, like at the in the church, like. The foundation is the gospel, like Christ being like proclaimed and everything trickles down under that. And it's just awesome how God like allows her to be means of grace because we can tangibly like we can tangibly like feel his his grace and his love towards us. And even his discipline, like when 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 we have like people call us out on certain things, like but it's all through him being like loving and a father towards us so yeah 
That's such a like dope verse that you brought out there. Mm-hmm. That was that was good. Okay, mm-hmm. so last question that I'm gonna give to you guys is number three. How can a right understanding of ourselves help us with church hurt? The mentality of being adopted sons and daughters uh, of God. I mean, we need to understand our adoption. You know, this is this is where that doctrine of adoption comes in. Like we are His. And we belong to him. And just like how God was saying right now about, you know, he's being a father to us and things like that. Like the church, if God is our father, the church are our siblings. I mean, like we need to be able to take care of one another because of who we belong to. Like I'm able to forgive because if it's like, like if you have, you know, beef with another family member, you know, the other side of the family should be able to guide you and, and reconcile each other too, to each other. And so to be able to understand what Christ has done, this is, this is where like it all encompasses having a right understanding of the gospel, having a right understanding of, of, of what the church is and, and the believer, understanding who you are. So it's not just about you just receiving, but also what you are able to give. So if if you if you are receiving, you know, that comfort from, from the church, you are, you are to comfort those with the same comfort that you've been received by. And so just to understand what, what the gospel is and, and who you are in Christ, you'll be able to guide others to that same understanding because you know who you are. You can help others to understand who they are as well. And so through all that, that's, that's that, that just encompasses what the church is all about. It's helping each other understand who we are in Christ and what he has done for us. And when we are the righteousness of Christ, then we need to be able to treat each other as such. And so the, the way that we treat each other has a big thing because it tells us of who, 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 who we belong to. You know, it's like an ambassador. If an ambassador comes from a different country and he's, he's acting up all like snotty, then you're going to see that it's a representation of, of, of what he represents. So if we are representing Christ in, in such a poor manner, then that's going to, be discouraging to other believers so if i understand who i am then i'm gonna represent christ rightly Mm. and during these times and so i'm able to through that understanding i'm able also to to trust other believers with my shortcomings with Mm. my sins with the things that i'm struggling in because we're all growing in this understanding of who we are in christ Mm. so Mm -hmm. To be to understand our adoption is something um, critical to understand. Shameless plug: We did a couple episodes of that on our season two. <laughs> Shameless. Shout it out, bro! Shout it out. Where, where, where could they find it? I don't remember the exact episode number, but it was season two. We did justification and adoption. So important. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's this so is so like important. this is again like not only are we just speaking about doctrine but we're bringing it down and using it in real life situations yes. you know yes um, yeah with adopt oh i don't know no, go, go ahead. ahead go ahead Gato. Okay, yeah. with adoption to like bring it to like a on the ground level it's something that we again similar to like the gospel we have to remind ourselves that we've been adopted and that we're no longer like orphans and just like wandering around like figuring it figuring it out on our own and yeah. something that i've experienced when i forget the fact that i'm a daughter that i 
I have a father, heavenly father. It's this victim mentality and this victim mentality like keeps me from like I just want to point the finger at whatever like it doesn't necessarily have to be a person just like a circumstance and it keeps me from taking responsibility for what what I did and for what I can do now as a daughter to move forward from whatever however I was affected by that. And so knowing that I've been saved, forgiven, that I'm accepted, not because of anything that I've done, but because like God extended grace towards me. I get to, going back to like something we said earlier, like we get to see ourselves for who we are. I get to see myself for who I am. I take responsibility and and trust that he's gonna like help me uh, grow in that area. But yeah, just forgetting that I'm adopted. Yeah, yeah, because that's the difference between being adopted and 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 then being slaves. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're no longer slaves to to our sinful nature. We're not longer slaves to to holding grudges or bitterness. Uh, we have the Spirit of God living in us, who enables us to forgive and to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, and to be able to not not give in to our flesh. You know, mm-hmm. of course, you know. We're, we're sinners we're going to do that but the difference being is as adopted sons and daughters of god that the spirit of god is dwelling in us and enable us is enabling us to walk in the fruit of the spirit and so when when we when, when we remember our adoption we, re, we remember that that i'm no longer a slave to these to these kind of feelings like these mm-hmm. these, these kinds of, of feelings that that can be sinful i'm no longer bound by them and and since i'm no longer bound by them then there's freedom in christ and there's no condemnation when when i am feeling like this like my condemnation was put on christ he he was condemned in my place say that and so when we remember the, the 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 satisfying how do i put it like it's so satisfying to know that Christ died in my place because the guilt is no longer is upon me. And I don't have to bear the guilt or the shame of my sins uh, because I remember my adoption. I know that that there is forgiveness and there is um, uh, strength and comfort that I can receive from God. And so when I receive that, I'm able to comfort others in the same way that I've been comforted by God. The same way I've been comforted by the church, I'm able to act like the church and comfort those who are going through the same things that I went through. Yeah. Well, yeah, when, when we understand the, the question was when we it was when we understand our identity, right? Oh, yeah. Who we are, um, who we are. Yeah. How does how does our right understanding of ourselves help us heal church hurt? When we look to our identity in Christ, right, we, we see ourselves as adopted children. The the thing that, that immediately follows that is also understanding that this person or these people too who who believe in the gospel, they too are adopted because of Christ. And and that just brings the gospel full circle again because then <clears throat> if I have this mindset that I am a child of God and and then moving forward from that and also seeing that this person too, or these people too are also believers and they are also children of God as well. How does God want his children to be acting? 
how does he want them to to be in regards to the relationship as the body of Christ? I mean, we don't see our own bodies when, you know, <laughs> I don't see like my two fingers like fighting each other. And all of a sudden now my finger is going to move its place to my elbow or something like, no, my body continues to function <laughs> under the head. And, and as we are under the function of Christ, at, you know, as we quote unquote, we say we are under Christ, right? We should see to it that we work together as the body. Um, but understanding our identity before before Christ, it should bring us back to that point of understanding they too are under Christ. And so we should try to see that there is a type of reconciliation, at least on our part. If, if we at least are able to to reach out and in, in, in any way that we can, even if they don't want to, then at least we have done our part in that trying and, and we continue with prayer because at the end of the day, like our church and then another church, like, like all the various churches within our city, we are all in Christ. If, if we hold to the essentials of the gospel and we should be acting as that way, you know, like how I mentioned before this versus mentality, but, but going back to the, to the question, like when we see ourselves, and we understand our identity before Christ, it helps us in the sense that it gives us, and especially even more so when the, you know, the fellow body is able to remind us of the gospel, as we mentioned of how the church can heal when the church members are able to remind us of this gospel, they too remind us that there is peace in Christ and they, they, you know, they take on the, or, or I guess they physically represent that that portion of of I could come to Jesus that I may find rest and they will visually visually represent that with their open arms welcome me in welcome me in and receiving me and praying with me and being there with me that that they're now putting action to the words of Christ because they are being used by Christ and when I'm able to understand that, I see that man, my father has not left me, and I continue to be reminded even more so. And yeah, so I guess you know, being reminded of our identity, we'll seek to to see that there is reconciliation all around. Even if even if I wasn't the one that hurt this person, yep. I still want to seek reconciliation with this person because we are still brothers in Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and to 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 like closes this last question off. One of the things that I always do is internalize everything. I always do that. You could ask the people that go to Bible study with me, like whatever question we're talking about, I always find out how to like internalize it and then point to the gospel, but not just point to the gospel, but internalize it. And what that means in this case is this, and I wrote it down on the note. Think about the church that hurt you and the people that hurt you. All right. Now think about yourself. And it's something that Justin said earlier. Like how many times have you hurt the church? But not only the church, but how many times have you failed God? Like a right understanding of who we are. We have to understand that we are both just and sinner at the same time. We Mm. are righteous, like you guys just said, and adopted and all those things. But we are also sinners. And understanding that we are sinners and we add ourselves to the equation and the church hurts because of sinners, then we can forgive. Because again, we're reminded of the gospel. We see sinners. So when we see people sinning against us at church, we should be reminded of the gospel. How many times have you sinned against God? 
oh, but he's he's done this to me before, though. Like, this is not the first time. Yeah, but how many times do you come to confession or, you know, like, the, or, or you come to church and you have to confess the same sin over and over? You know, again, that, mm-hmm. like, enables you to forgive and to hash out your differences, hash out, like, and to seek reconciliation with the brother, you know? So how I would answer that question is like, well, you need to understand that you are a sinner, you know, but Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's a very, very important aspect of, of answering the questions who we are, you know. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, of course, there's times where we're not saying, you know, just because there is certain certain things and certain sins that people do commit against you that you should leave. You know, we're not saying tolerate everything and forgive everybody for everything, which you should forgive. But sometimes that means you forgive and leave, you know, and it's not a healthy place for you to stay. That needs to be emphasized because I've been in churches with that use forgiveness as, as well, you just have to forgive your brother, you know, like they use yeah. it as a weapon, not as a comfort issue. And there's no practical means when they say that either. Like, yeah. Okay, but what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. so that's why I'm emphasizing that, you know, because I could easily hear everything we're saying just being flipped. Like, well, you know, you have to, you know, you have to be here because we're, you know, so I say that because of that. Real quick, before we do end, you know, start wrapping it up. Okay. Um, I think even just referencing part one of this conversation, how we talked a lot about how we have hurt other people. We could even go through these same questions for those of us that do and have recognized where we have hurt other people. And we could go through these same processes with the person that we have hurt. You know, we could come to them in in in, in asking for forgiveness and, and still being able to remind them of the gospel and what their identity is in Christ and how I has have, you know, I'm using me, but I where I have failed as the body, where I have failed as the brother. And what I should have done and where I have failed this person so that, you know, for those of us that have hurt other people, yep. we could, you know, walk through the same things that we've talked about and reverse it. And where we could talk to this person in in, in the in with the intention of reconciliation. That's good, bro. That's good, man. You know what? This is, bro. Me and Kyle talk about this all the time. Like every time we get off of a conversation. Uh, or a guest that we've been talking to, we always say like, man, like one of the benefits of having a podcast isn't just like getting on a microphone and speaking because, you know, I, I don't speak that good, I don't think. But it's it's, it's literally like being in these conversations, yeah. like talking to people smarter than us sometimes and talking to people like that will remind you about Christ. And, and yes. you don't know like the... I don't know if our listeners know. I know you guys know because you guys probably experience the same thing. But you don't know how big of a blessing some of these episodes are to your life. Because sometimes you're dealing with those exact things when you're talking about them. It's super relevant to your life. So Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for you guys, bro. This episode, I was just like, just listening to everybody talk. I'm like, man, this is such a good episode. Like, so needed. This content... Is like really, really good. And I'm like, man, I'm glad. I'm just glad that I got to sit here and and, and listen to, to, to you guys talk and and to share Michael, my little two cents, you know. Ways. So. Goes both ways. 
it goes both ways because you know like that that's and like how you said that's a blessing of of yeah this is what what is what is this is fellowship on the mic that's what it is you know what i mean like we're, we're actually talking about these things and like i'm i'm being convicted and i'm being edified at the same time by the things that you guys say too it's like yes. yeah yeah it's it's, it's 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 the theme of our season three is conversations in la sala and that's literally what this is it's conversations in the living room it's like if we were right there yeah. if me you me our podcast your podcast and every single listener listening to us are sitting down at our living room and having a conversation about this you know so that's great so yeah with that being said theology for your back pocket i'll give it to to reform rasa just some you guys listen to the show so you guys know what theology for your back pocket is it's a quick summary of everything we talked about and put it in a bite-sized mm-hmm. way to give to the listeners to keep and put in their pocket and think about it through the rest of the week. I could start off and then you guys can follow through. How about that? Dale. So this verse that another verse that I thought of as we were having the conversation was James 5, 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And just I feel like that also encompasses like the conversation that we have, like how can the church heal church hurt? A church that is gospel centered, a church that is striving to like grow in uh, a right knowledge of God and a right knowledge of self gives room to confess our sins to one another. And when we're doing that, when we're having like authentic, like gospel conversations, then we're praying for one another. And that brings healing, like the Lord uses that. And so as we were talking, like that came to mind. And I feel like that's a, like so it's such a practical verse because we get to do that when we're part of like healthy churches. So just encourage the listeners to like, if you're, if I don't know if you're questioning whether you're hearing the gospel at your church, like, like seek advice, like seek wisdom from other people. And, and if you're not, then like look for a, a health, like a church where like you're pointed to, to the gospel, because it's only in that place where you can grow and with, uh, in your right view of God and okay. then right view of others. And there's healing. Healing is promised. <laughs> healing is definitely promised. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you could reach out to us. Like, if you have nobody around you and you're just living in an echo chamber, uh, yeah. as sometimes we do, and and you have nobody to reach out to and everybody's eating the same thing, you could reach out to us. That's why, you know, you could DM us. You could DM. You could email Reform Raza. Like, we will point you in, like, a like a, like a a right direction, you know, to good churches, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say to, to add to that, uh, Galatians 6... Uh, 6-2 says, bear one, one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Just how we were saying that as the church the church hurts, the church also heals. And so you to understand, to, to put into practical terms that people are going to be coming to to your church who, who come with baggage, who come broken, who come with trauma. And us as, as church, uh, be the church. Bear with that person. Be patient with that person. And, uh, and fulfill the law of Christ, which is a uh, love your brother as yourself, love your brother and be that church that people need. As you have experienced church hurt, be be that church that that you needed when you were hurt, because the church will continue to, to say that 
need to, to cause damage it will continue but as long as both not not just one person but as long as the whole church is focusing on christ and christ is being empathized bear with one another that's a that's the theology for your back pocket right there. Ahí está, ahí está. <laughs> so reform rasta thank you guys for coming on like i said this was just a so, super dope conversation for me very very personal very home hitting for me and uh, thank you guys for for coming you know this pro this of course is not going to be the last time we have you guys on and if you guys want to see us in person hopefully it's happening right we haven't really decided yeah. i guess officially but if you would like to see us both for crisis cultura and reform raza in person we will be hopefully if the lord wills at the 2021 Summerfest christian hip-hop music festival mm. uh, so we will be there we'll be doing uh well, i mean we'll be we'll be doing live interviews passing out stickers we'd be i don't know if we have a big enough crowd and we'll do a meetup we'll even like record a live episode or whatever you know with people at uh yeah at, like somewhere that's gonna be dope we'll have a lot of tacos and good conversation yep yeah so yeah. you could join the conversation and say what's up to us take pictures with us and uh tag us and uh help us vandalize the city by throwing uh stickers everywhere wait wait no wait did i say that out loud <laughs> so I just heard help, us, help us vandalize <laughs> yeah, i just heard help us vandalize. you had me there you had me there. Yeah, okay so reform rasa where where could they find you where could they listen to your podcast where could they follow you everything oh. everything is at reformrasa.com you go there that's the hub from there, you could go to, you know, various platforms that we are streaming. And then you could find out even about the church that we are a part of. You could find out about the the radio station that we are. Redeem um, Project Radio. Oh, yeah, that, we that we're all a part of. Shout out Redeem yeah. Project Radio. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much everything's there about us. Our email. You can leave us a voicemail there as well. Yeah. And subscribe to the YouTube channel that we got going on now. We're gonna be, I'm gonna be posting some evangelism videos. I'm gonna get my Ray Comfort on and everything, you know. Raymundo Comfort, you know. Call me Raymundo Comfort. Raymundo, aka Raymundo Comfort. Yes, 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 bro. Yes. Have some you know, conversations, you know, that are gonna be just on the YouTube and in video and not on the podcast. So we just got you know things going on on the YouTube slowly but surely going on, but. You hit that subscribe button on the YouTube as well. And find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Dope. And you guys could find us anywhere. Where could they find us, Garo? Instagram, Facebook. We have a, a YouTube, but that's where we go live. Yeah, so mainly Instagram, Facebook to listen to our podcast. You can listen to anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. And uh, we have a website that is under construction, right, John? Yeah, yeah. I've been really right. busy and I haven't posted it up, but it's pretty much done. I just got to tweak it a little mm -hmm. bit. But you could leave us a voicemail, like one of you guys did, but we don't have time to play it. But we got a new voicemail, uh, and you could leave that voicemail at seven seven five three nine one zero seven zero four. I remember the number. Nice. <laughs> All right. What's your social? <laughs> my social i don't have one so with that it's undocumented uh, yeah. undocumented 
So with that, for Christ and Cultura, we're unapologetically Christian, unapologetically Latino, and unapologetically dope. Al rato, peace out. Peace. Please destroy that poison fever that says we don't need fellowship, koinonia. See, many times believers' joy is meager, cause we're not under Christ-appointed teachers. Don't avoid your leaders, pastors, and elders, cause I testify they actually help us. Like in the season of almost falling away, brothers call me each day to give me the gospel and pray. Christ builds up his people through his people. Stay close to the sheepfold, cause you deceitful, and let the topics not just be irrelevant. Nah, I'm talking gospel-centered fellowship as his cherished servants prepare our churches to share their struggles and bear our burdens but not just focus on gloomy hearts and weakness but remind each other who we are in jesus Saints are quietly doing God's work. Yeah. Faithfully they labor in obscurity because